Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom, and we are now beginning the 20th chapter of Masachat Shabbat. Perak Tolin begins in the middle of Daf Kuf Lamed Zayin Amud Bet. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Tolin et Tamishmeret Biyom Tov, Vinotin Latulia B'Shabbat. You're allowed to stretch out a wine sieve on Yom Tov, and you're allowed, although you're not allowed to stretch it out, but you are allowed to put wine in it on Shabbat, or through it. You're not allowed to hang it on Yom Tov. You're not allowed to put it in on Shabbat. One thing that they see is, if it's already open, you could put the wine through on Yom Tov. Now, Hashda Rebeliezer Usufi Oelarailo Musfina, and this is very strange, Rebeliezer's position, because as we learned a few prakim ago, Rebeliezer took the stringent position against Chachamim about adding to an Ohel Arai with putting the window plug in. So he does not allow you to even add to an Ohel Arai. He allows you on Yom Tov to set up an Ohel Arai because by setting up this Mishmeret, you've essentially built a tent. So, Mahi, what are we talking about? As we saw a few days ago. In the analysis of that Mishnah, Rabbi Yochanan said that Rabbi Eliezer and Chachamim agree that you cannot make an Ohel Arai in Yom Tov, and certainly not on Shabbat. The disagreement was about adding to a temporary Ohel. And therefore you cannot add this Kakachalon into the wall into the window. say, you may add to an Ohel Arayin Shabbat, and certainly on Yom Tov. So, why here would Rabbi Yezer take the lenient position, and allow you to set up the sieve, and stretch it over the barrel, or over the flask, on Yom Tov? Rabbi Yezer, the answer is always like Rabbi Yehuda, Tanya, ein ben Yom Tov, Shabbat, el ochel nefesh bilvad, the standard position is that the only het there on Yom Tov is ochel nefesh, Rabbi Yudah is expansive and allows machshire ochal nefesh. And of course, it's not foreign to us, considering the beginning of the last parak, to think of Rabbi Yezer as permitting machshirim. However, all we know is that Rabbi Yudah allows machshirim that you could not do before Yom Tov. You could have set this uh, sieve up before Shabbat, before Yom Tov. And the answer is to Rabbi Rabbi Yudah. You're right, Rabbi takes Rabbi Yudah one step further. He says, Machshirim, even those that could have been done the day before, may be done today, just as he permits with Milah on Shabbat. Now, Chachamim Omrim, that you're not allowed to open it up on on, uh, on Shabbat. You're not, uh, you're not allowed to open it up on Yom Tov. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, even open it up. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, open, certainly open it up on Shabbat. Uh, the, what you're allowed to do is put it in Yom Tov. So now the question is, According to Chachamim, if you opened it up, what's the status? For Ohel, for Bonet. If you hung a cup on a uh, string, are you Chayav? And that's evidently something they would do commonly do. He says that the prohibition here is the Rabbanan. Meaning, you shouldn't do things the same way you do them during the week. That's it. 
Abaye collected Brightot and put together a compilation. Ritani, Hagod v'hamishmeret kila v'kisei galin. Hagod is like a leather pouch. Mishmeret is a sieve. Kila is a canopy. We'll deal a lot with canopies here. Kisei lagin is a type of chair that you fold. Lo yaset, unfold it and open it up. Masapatur v'alasur. In all of these cases, the material is not tight to the to the structure, so when you open it up, it folds in. All a keva, if you're setting up a permanent tent, lo yasev masachayev chatat, yuchayav for bonet. Aval mitav, kisei, traskal, v'isla, mutal in total lechatchila. These are things that when you open them up, the material is flush to the structure, so when you open them, the material comes with it. Mita is a bed, kisei is a certain kind of, another kind of chair, traskal is a feed basket, and isla is like a toilet seat. Okay, so Chachamim said that you cannot put it in on Shabbat even if it's already been stretched out. So now we ask the next question. According to Chachamim, what happens if you do uh, pour the wine through the sieve and have the dregs stay on top? So he just asks, look at the Mishnah. It's too wide of a dispute. To have Chachamim saying your Chayav, which means the Malachah Doraita, and Rebbelezer said you can go ahead and do it. As we've seen throughout the Masechet, the positions are usually Chayav versus Patur Valasur, or Asur versus Mutar. So Matka of the Yosef, or Yosef challenges, says, Alam Alo, why not? Hare Yershel Zahav, we had in the sixth parak, the woman wearing the ornament of Yershalim Shel Zahav, Rameyer says that she's chayevet for carrying it because it's considered a masui, not a tachshit. Rameyer says she may go out and do it. So you see that wide of a dispute. The following, the brighta. There's in the sixth parak that talks about what things you're allowed to wear in Rashid Rabim. And the three categories are those things you're allowed to wear, like your regular clothes, uh, there's things that you're not allowed to wear because of a concern. You may take them off and carry them, and of course you're patur if you do wear them. And those things that you're chayav for because they're considered not to be part of your clothing, but rather a burden. So a mayor says that she's chayav chatat, but is considered caring. And you're a mayor. No, she's not allowed to carry it, but if she does, to wear it, but if she does, she's p'turat. Rebeliezer, <coughs> mayor. She can wear it. So we do see such a broad dispute. So Abaye defends the the um, attack of Rav Sheshet uh, against Rav Yosef's uh, block. And he says as follows, Rebbe is not responding to a mayor who said, He says, no, it's Mutar. He's responding to He's responding to Rabbanan, who said that uh, you're not allowed to do it, but you're patu. He said, no, l'chatchila, you may do it. Meaning that if there is no middle position, then Rabbi Lezer really would not say mutar. But in our case, uh, you're, you're positing uh, extreme positions with no middle position. Of either chayav chatat or l'chatchila, not likely. Okay, mishum mai matrinon bei. But taking the position of Rav Kahana that you are chayav chatat, then what's the hatra'ah? Because when you give hatra'ah, warning, before an act that's going to get someone punished, whatever it is, you have to tell them not to do it, and what the prohibition is, and what the consequences are. 
In Shabbat, there's an added feature. You have to tell them what category of malacha it is. And if you don't do that correctly, they can't be punished. So what's the hatra'a? Rabbah Ramishum Borer. It's under the super category of Borer. Because, after all, when you pour the wine in, it's sifting out the dregs from the food. No, it's actually like sifting flour. I'll prove to you that I'm right that it's Borer. Because, how does Borer work? In a case of Borer, you take the food and you leave the junk behind, the dregs. That's what happens before here. When you pour the wine through, the wine comes and the psalat, the dregs, stay on top. I think it's more like sifting. How does marakade work? The food goes down and the and the chaff stays on top. Same thing here. Okay? If you take a garment and fold it over, lo what you're talking about is stretching it over as a canopy. If it already had a string tied onto it to set it up, you could stretch it out on Shabbat, and it's not considered making an ohel. So Kana asked Rav the following, Kila is a standard canopy that they have over the bed. Not only kila, but even a bed is asur to set up, to open up. Mitamahu, then he asked him what a bed. Even a canopy is mutar. It's the opposite of what he just said. And then he asked him, kila umitamahu. What about those two? A canopy is asur, and mita is mutar. So below kasha, how do we resolve these? Because he asked him evidently on three different occasions. How to come off mita asura? The first line, when he asked about the canopy, and he answered not only canopy, but even a bed is asur, kidakarmanoi. It's like the beds that they make in, evidently, Crimea, um, which uh, have to fold out and open up, and evidently it's really a, a case of building. Hadakarmanoi afkila muteret. When he said they're all mutar, like the case of Rabbi just mentioned, when the string is already on it. Kila asura muteret. When do we make the distinction? like the ones that we have, where the bed is already really set up and just needs to be opened up, and the kila, on the other hand, needs to be stretched out fully. I saw in Rav Huna's house that the canopies they have, and, the, and at night they're opened up, and in the morning they're thrown down, which means it's not a big deal to set them up, and therefore it should not be a malacha. Vilon, a curtain, you to put it up and take it down. The reason is there's no top to it. It's just flat uh, in a uh, vertical manner, and therefore there's no ohel. So that was Rav quoting Rav Chia. Shmuel quoted Rav Chia to say, Kilat chatanim is a certain canopy that they would have over a marital bed. You're allowed to set up, and you're allowed to take it down. That's only true if the top does not have one tefach of roof, meaning it's just a flat thing. If it rises above so that there's one tefach up of roof, it's too much like a building. Even if it doesn't have that, if within the first, the top three tefachim of the, of the, uh, of the piece, there isn't a tefach of, like a mesa, 
then it's okay. But if there is, even if there isn't a tefach at top, it's still asur. Also, it can't be a sloping tent, uh, or cannot be. If there's a slope of a tefach, the slopes of a tent are considered like a tent, so it's a bonnet. And by the way, none, all of this is still only permissible if it does not come down to a tefach below the level of the bed. Because then the bed becomes the roof, and the side that comes down becomes the tent, as it were. Okay, That's wearing a certain kind of a hat, like a floppy hat. We have a right to that says, in Mamre, that says you're not allowed to. So depends if it pops up a tefach, you're not allowed to wear it. What if you played around with your turban so that it popped up a little bit? Your chayav? That doesn't make sense. The issue here is not boneh; it's caring, and it's not chiyuv, but asur mutar. And the reason is that if it's tight on your head, then there's no concern it's going to fly off, and you're going to carry it in the street. If it's not tight, then it's asur because you may. He asked the question. There's three things you told us in the name of Rav. Tell us again. Two of them about Shabbat, and one of them was about Torah. Please remind us. So here's the first one about Shabbat. Hadatanya, the brightest, said, "Good means a leather pouch. You can stretch it out with the drawstrings on Shabbat." And Amarav, what was Rav's comment? That's only if two people do it. If it's one person, then it's Asur. But if they can't be, even if you have ten people doing it, it is Asur. Because at some point, it will get stretched out, and it'll be like an Ohel. What was the other Shabbat lesson? Abraita said that if you have a kira, a stove top, where one of the legs uh, came off, you're allowed to move it. If two legs came off, then it's already muktza. Rav Marafilu Chad Nami Asur. He said, even if one is off, it's Asur. We're concerned you may take the little piece and stick it back in. Torah. What was the statement about Torah? <coughs> the day will come when Torah is forgotten among the Jewish people. In the curse in Kitavot, it says, God is going to make your affliction wondrous. I don't know what that means. In Yeshayahu, we have this pasuk, that I'm going to make wonders for this people, evidently in the context of teaching. So I guess that's that's Torah. So therefore, meaning, Hashem is going to make Torah like wondrous to you, meaning far away from you. And and not accessible. And now we have an expansion on this. This is evidently when they return to Yavne after uh, being in the north for a while uh, in the uh, middle of the second century. The day will come when the Torah is forgotten among Am Yisrael. That I'm sending a famine in the land, not a famine for bread, not a thirst for water, but rather to hear Hashem's words, which could be interpreted very differently in saying the world's going to want to hear Hashem's words. 
But the idea is that the same the second pasuk they're going to travel from sea to sea and from north to west to east, uh, wandering to seek God's word and won't find it, so it won't be around. What is Dvar Hashem here? Zu halacha. They can't find halacha. Dvar Hashem zehakates. Information about the end of days. Dvar Hashem zu nevuah. Those will all be gone. Uma yeshotu to the vakeshet Dvar Hashem. What does that mean? They're going to seek God's word. Amurat tidai shash titoki karshel truma. A woman's going to take a loaf of truma bread. She's going to go to every shul and every base medrash. To ask people if it's tamei or tahor. And nobody is going to be able to give her an answer. What's the question? After all, if it was in an oven and a tamei thing came in the oven, that's a no-brainer. Food can become tamei. To know if the pot is a rishon or a sheni. Because the dead sherets fell into the oven. That's also an open Mishnah. If you have a dead sherets found in the tanur, any bread in it is a sheni. Because because the sherets is metame the tanur, that becomes then a rishon, and the tanur is metame the pot in it. So This is what they won't know. Why don't we imagine the tanur as if it's filled with tumah, and therefore everything is contacting? The pot should be considered as if it's directly touching the sherets. The answer is we do not have such a theoretical construct. I might think things that become directly tamay from the airspace of a klicheres. Meaning only foods become tamay in there. And therefore we do not imagine as if the entire thing is filled. Okay, on a related note, he opposed this position, said, God forbid that the Torah will be forgotten. God says about the Shirai, it will never be forgotten. What does it mean that they will go from place to place and not find Tvar Hashem? They will not be able to find clear halacha and clear teaching in one place. And so the the learning part of it will require uh, travels to be able to go and find Torah in different places. But there certainly will be knowledge of Torah among the people. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up with a continuation of this agotic theme uh, in the next podcast. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.